Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. How's it going, everybody? My name is Craig Harris. I'm the host of the Nintendo Voice Chat Podcast. This is episode 62. Uh, this is actually a pretty good show this week. I, I uh, Not only do I have Sam Claiborne here, say hi. It's a good show. Yeah. Hi. We have uh, Parrish Schneider in the house. I'll, I'll do my best to ruin it. Oh, mm-hmm. and, and, and Fran Mirabella. 
Yes, I'm back. Here. I'm the Nintendo team. This is an official <laughs> announcement. <laughs> <laughs> Only for today. 7.9 yeah. is for is this everyone. Your first, is this your first podcast? Uh, no, I mean, I've done the other ones. You mean with the Nintendo guys? Yeah, Nintendo. I've done them in L.A. with Matt and Bose yeah. before, but um, I haven't been in here with you. Because so, you guys don't like me, apparently. Oh, well, we Everybody don't, we write don't in. Like you, Same here. You know, I would make you, it interesting. Friend, I always tell them I can be on anytime because I don't have anything to do. No, no, no. Right. Says, no. <laughs> I want to get people who don't like Nintendo yeah. products. Yeah, so. by the way, if you guys have, I mean, Pear, right? You want to... Wait, he's been everyone. on our podcast before. I've been here. Yeah. yeah. And anyway, me, I do all video production stuff now. Right. So, so you kind of... Well, the reason why I wanted to pull you in, because you haven't been on the Nintendo podcast, at least in San Francisco, and I've never yeah. talked to you about it. But, I went uh, to hiding after the Mario yeah, Kart people, Double Dash review. Yeah. <laughs> people wanted out. to find out what the hell happened to you. Yeah. So why don't you uh, give us a little history of... Uh, you know, at IGN, what you've been sure. doing. Oh, this is going to be boring. Yeah. No, it'll be fast. Right, I'll be so yeah. uh, <laughs> Matt, Matt Kasmussen hired me back yeah. in uh, 2000, and I was on the IGN 64 team. I met you and, yeah. and Pear, who had, had recently been on that team, then went on to do the GameCube site, right. went on to do Insider and had that up, and then we moved into starting video yeah, at IGN. Disappeared into another section yeah. altogether. Yeah, and that was um, about four or five years we ago. We were trying so. to find a position like that would give him something that he's good at, and uh-huh. so finally... <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> After three attempts, but you you still you're still kind of like the Nintendo super fan. Uh, uh, not anymore. It used to right? be. I still have high hopes for Nintendo because I love some of their big games. Right. You know? But I mean, but. here's how f- super fan this guy is. He named his car Samus. He actually went out and it got he got uh, vanity plates, put them on his car. Samus. <laughs> Did you get that <laughs> accurate spelling? And now everybody knows. Yeah. You know what? I don't have my car right anymore. Which no. Is good. Yeah, you, of course. Did, I wouldn't mean yeah. who spells well, I mean, it wrong. I thought you might, somebody might have already had it, so you had to spell. No, like, yeah, Samus like <laughs> with two O's or something. I spelled it Zamus with a Z. No, I have S A M U S. Yeah, California. Did you keep the plates when um, you sold your car? Yeah, yeah, I still owned them. So, so where, where are those plates? Uh, they're in my closet. Oh, he's got to be right showing now. those off. It's a badge of auction. honor. I know. But yeah. I do that. You know, I have a, an orange spice-colored GameCube signed by Satori oh, Wada. I your car for a second. And uh, Shigeru Miyamoto. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I have my clay GameCube controller, which yeah. you guys all know. Well, <laughs> Some people know about. <laughs> What's well, you that? Can't really clay even, GameCube controller? Even if you're playing more PS3 and Xbox 360 right now, yeah. you can never not be a super fan if you played back in the NES and Super NES days, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Right. I mean, how can you disregard that, you know, that history of gaming? And, like, every time a new Mario Zelda game comes out, no matter whether you don't like the new direction of the Wii, it's it's a big deal. Yeah, totally. Yeah, at heart, and that's what right. I think drives a lot of Nintendo fans. At heart, totally. you just connect with the company. I mean, Pear used to be, what, Nintendo Joe? Well, we hired... Uh, started I, that. Personally, I was not the, the site, but, yeah. No, I had but a you... Did you start Nintendo Joe? Yeah. Yeah, you started yeah. it, exactly. Yeah. And then we hired him because we liked your editorial. We've gone through this before. No, I think they hated the editorial. No, we loved it. And so they wanted to hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to wait. IGN was trying to quiet Per Schneider, no. and now he's the SVP. No. I just remember, I remember you you pissed off Next Generation with that yeah. with that editorial. But I think Doug Perry loved it, so they, that's why he called you. In Nobody for an listening knows what you guys are talking about. No. Just, you know. Well, I don't even know what they're talking about. I know. Yeah. See. Forget it. But I used to read all your, your stuff on, on a Good. IGN. Anyway, we're all super fans. We'll we're all super fans. So I, um, I wanted to kind of talk to you guys, um, pulled new, a new set of uh, people into, into the podcast simply because last year, um, apparently, we, we ran uh, a couple editorials that didn't go over very well. And then we also, um, oh, they, went out, they went over really well, but apparently the fans of Nintendo thought we were slamming Nintendo intentionally and we hate Nintendo and all that stuff. And then we had a podcast. Well, Matt was, to be fair. Yeah, well, we had a, we had a, podcast, <laughs> we had a podcast after this thing, talking about it, and then people thought that 
um, we were slamming Nintendo unfairly because we were talking about these features. Right. Um, and so now I brought you in pair to fire me for those podcasts <laughs> or something. I don't know. I, but, see, I, I, I listen <laughs> to all the podcasts usually and I missed that one. Oh, really? Yeah, because my iPhone auto-updates and it overrode <laughs> it with a new one. So you, so the you kids were out. the kids were calling for my head um, because we were taking the podcast in a, a quote-unquote new direction that they weren't happy with. So, um, Which was slamming Nintendo. All slamming time. Nintendo. That's so, right. Yeah, so... <laughs> I'll be so, honest. That's why I haven't joined. But you convinced me recently to come on and yeah. make, make good on make good or you know I, talk about. So I don't I don't want to you know kick the hornet's nest again. But I, I wanted to get your opinions on those two features. Um, the the first one was the one that Matt wrote. Actually, I wrote one before him. It was a the we needs achievements. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Matt the next day wrote something called Nintendo is lazy and you don't care. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you did that back to back. Yeah. So picking on Nintendo. I like that. I mean, Ma- Matt obviously created that article to get people to talk. That right. was the whole point. And with and a lot of these Nintendo editorials being first person accounts from, from our editors, the idea is to get people to talk. And it's not supposed to be flame bait, but no. if you're saying Nintendo is lazy, one, <laughs> you piss off uh, anybody who loves Nintendo doesn't think they're lazy. Two, you're saying, and you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and they, saying, they so care. <laughs> yeah, and, and people obviously care. And I thought he made some, some fair points. There um, are some good points, um, at least in my opinion. But um, like some of the things that... What do you think some of the, the things that he brought up were good points? So I think, you know, I, I think... For one, people getting so upset about it, I I, I don't understand why. Um, because you can acknowledge that somebody is cutting corners somewhere and still say that the games are great right. and they're doing a good job and you still want to play them. Hey, you it know, sounds you know it sounds like uh, the Phoenix Wright that just came out today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a little different. It's a nice little, little segue there. Yeah, but, but that's no, but not Nintendo making that no, one. No, but, but it's yeah. still it's still a cutting corner, so people are going to accept. T- okay, so can I fill you in? Yeah. Um, Phoenix Wright, which is a DS yep. game that came out five years ago, um, now is on the WiiWare. Um, you can download it for ten bucks, and you get Phoenix Wright. It's pretty much a straightforward port. Unfortunately, it's a straightforward port. It's a, it's actually a DS emulation running on Wii, and they zoom in on the graphics that are like you know the the sixteen bit style two D. You know, it's all pixelated and stuff like that. Now, to me, that's extremely lazy. I mean, it's a good way of getting a game quickly on the platform. It's really lazy, but then again, it's still a good game. Yeah. You know? And it so is like DS how- is virtual consoling. A system that still exists. Right. So, so to me, that's, I mean that that to me that's not acceptable right. because I I didn't buy the Wii to get DS games playing on it, and you know it's just like wait, but you bought it for NES games. Yeah, <laughs> and GameCube games. It's different. Right. It's so like you're Wii bringing Wii. a game back from from gaming history, and you have a lot of no- nostalgia for it. In this case, you know, you can, you can the the Wii has a very different interface. They could have they could have spent a little bit of time of upgrading this classic and made me actually replay it right. But me seeing this now, I, I have the game at home on my duet. Right, DS, and it was made yeah. for that platform and your kind it, of it, thing. But but you know that's just a kind of an example of a company, not just yep. Nintendo, being yep. kind of you know doing the status quo, doing something yeah, acceptable. Kids, uh, people accept this, and then that's just that's just the way I, it is. Well, Moving honestly, it's to be a, fair, you don't know. I mean. It, I, I if I, if I hadn't read more about the title or walked by your desk yeah. and seen it, I would have gone. Oh yeah, I love I love the series. I'm right. going to download it. I would have been yeah. stuck with an emulator. <laughs> well, I'll bring up just original. two two examples, and maybe they're more extreme. Uh, but just look at them. At, this is what I think Matt was talking about very clearly, right? That Nintendo goes and releases the Wii for a very cost-effective model. Right. There's no optical audio in it, as one example. Just mm-hmm. not investing in a standard like <laughs> audio solution that tons of people use. All right, that's one thing. Then look at like Smash Brothers Online. Does not work. Um, you know, like, come on. I mean, Nintendo went out and tried to actually do online gaming, kind of failed with it. They don't even support it really right no, now. And all. it's sort of like, 
that's a huge loss when you see games like Street Fighter and um, other games that are very fast like that, able to do it. And it's a huge loss to a fan like me. I would play that game and my Wii so much. And so, yeah, I am a hardcore fan, and I actually don't play Smash Brothers so, that often because i got to get three people over so my house. I think with Smash Brothers, though, they did and they failed. Like, I would never charge Nintendo for being really lazy with Smash Brothers. That game is like... They were lazy because the, they didn't invest on, enough but in they, it. Uh, yeah, they could have done more. You can, you can always do more. But Smash Brothers is the game that has, you know, it has an elaborate opening. It has a tons of characters it even has sonic from a different publisher that wasn't easy getting that in oh. there it has hold on it has a co-op <laughs> mode like a quest mode sure it isn't that good but it has a lot of stuff in it i, I don't feel they were lazy now new super mario brothers right yeah it's oh yes awesome <laughs> game when you're playing with your friends on one couch and i can do it because i've bred the perfect four player team with my yeah. three kids right <laughs> but but i want to play it with my buddy who lives yeah. in la and i can't and and that to me is is laziness where or you know not caring in a way where they could have spent another month and gotten a multiplayer mode in there, but they choose not to. And that's why I feel like, honestly, the and you do not care thing comes in because I see people defending these. Yeah, things. exactly. Yeah. Or they'll, like, they'll run Wario, uh, the last Wario game. What was it? Check it or what was it called? Yeah, I was checking it. They run it in 4 by 3 and people defending it, well, you couldn't have done it in widescreen because <laughs> then you would have had to show more of the level. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, then show more of the level. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah. yeah. No, that's just the thing. It's like it's it's... You know, people accepting these yep. flaws because it's Nintendo. It's like they're invested in yeah. in their purchase, and they, they take it to the extreme, at least on the and, Nintendo side. Of and yeah, well, and it's just a fact that you can't get away with that because you have competitors that are doing yeah. a much better job. If it was just Nintendo, but they are that getting was the away with it. Yeah. That's what's scary. Yeah, we're not saying they should be doing something that yeah. nobody else is doing. Right? right. It's base stuff. Here's the worst argument that I see in comments. It's when a game is not in in sixteen by nine, and thank God Nintendo's actually gotten with a plan. Like I remember yeah. playing Pikmin two back oh, yeah. in the days. I'm like, can this, you know, can, why aren't these games being in widescreen? Mm -hmm. Lots of people are buying widescreens, and you're future proofing these titles. And when I see the comments where somebody says, I personally have a widescreen, but there's so many people who have not gotten one yet, so it's not really that important. It's like it's important because you have one, yeah. Yeah. and you should you should be a, you should be supported. So you know? so where do you th what, Sam? Uh, do you agree? Disagree? I mean. You well, saw I, some I, of the announcements. You know, I, I can side with the Nintendo fans, the, the really, the, the really hardcore ones. And the fact this is, a, we, I feel like a lot, a lot of times we nitpick in our reviews mm. about these things, which we just stick it to Nintendo and over and over. And I don't think we're going to get them. Like, I don't think we're going to get good online. I don't think we're going to get, you know, even widescreen everything at this point. And uh, so <laughs> I see where people are coming from, where they they feel like they have to defend Nintendo well, for it's, these decisions they make over and over. And it's over certainly again. a loss caused by you know expecting that this generation is going to fix all the problems. It's like, right. for example, the online or the achievement thing. That's something that needs to be inherent in the system from the very beginning. I mean, uh, you know, Sony gets away with it because they can constantly update the firmware, and they did it kind of early in their life. If they, mm -hmm. but Nintendo hasn't, you know, they're three or four years in right now. And they still can't get the the you know some sort of like a, a what do you call it? the per perpetual online yeah. persistent online. Mm -hmm. um, so to get that in there now, it's a little you you know it's a little extreme to ex expect that. But to mention it now means that you know we want it for whenever Nintendo updates the system for mm. uh, Wii HD or Wii Two or whatever they're gonna call it. Yeah, I just I mean for, personally uh, and guys listening know that. Nintendo does not send me free games, right. right? I go out and buy I buy Animal Crossing and I buy it with the little talkie box thing. <laughs> and I buy that and I use it for that game and then the next game comes out and it doesn't, doesn't support, support it, it, right? To me that's just like that is laziness. It's been that way I, since nineteen eighty five too. I, I, like they never support their peripherals. I, I like, spent I have money a on that <laughs> and you know, like I mean, we Motion Plus uh, hope, hopefully I, I mean I think it's different with that one. I do yeah. think they, they will be supported in the future. Yeah. But yep. it's like come on, you know? 
that yeah. if you make me pay for something, I expect that you support it. And mm-hmm. if you're not doing it, then I can call yeah, and, you lazy. And by the way, that's a great example of Animal Crossing, right? I mean, uh, they didn't really upgrade a ton with the game either at the same time. Like, right. you know, well, the visual but, fidelity and... <laughs> but you're disregarding that they added voice chat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Up, but the one the thing everybody wanted. Yeah, that's right. Another perfect example. Next, you're going to say that where... the re-release of Pikmin was no work. That's right. <laughs> but no, like Animal Crossing was on Wii was a game I was so excited about before, when it was just mentioned that they're doing it. I'm yeah, like, oh my goodness, too. the possibilities. Yeah, the and possibilities. then when I found out what it was, I did not buy it. No. I mean, I saw enough of it I at the office. I still bought it. I had to be disappointed I was like, no. Um, yeah. So stuff like that. But by the way, we should mention, obviously, a game like Mario, which a pair brings up the online, blah, blah, blah. We still think it's an amazing game. I'm just bringing it out there so right. people don't have a negative, <laughs> you know, I know how yeah. people listen to like, ah, oh, they're so negative. Yeah. Like, we're just talking about well, where Nintendo and that's should why, be looking. And that's why I feel the, the flip side of the coin is that Nintendo is lazy when it comes to certain presentation things. And I'll give another example in a second. On the flip side, they spend a ton of time making sure that a level in Mario is great. And they spend a ton of time mm-hmm. uh, that... You, to, to make sure that you're not waiting. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, let's not forget, we is a disc-based system and you never notice that it's loading. Everything right. is so fast if, as if it was on a cartridge. And that's because, you know, maybe the graphics and some of the levels aren't as complicated as, as yep. in games from competitors. But with a lot of games, it's simply because they optimize their code yeah, and they, they do had, spend a ton of time. Well, they, and had that's, a, they had that yeah. initiative during the GameCube era. It's like, we, you know, even though we're going with the disc, we mm-hmm. need to make sure that there is no wait to, you know, they wanted to make sure that it was like a cartridge-based experience. Mm-hmm. Back in the GameCube, they were like, "Oh, you can't have loading screens or whatever." At least in a Nintendo product, and uh, and that's kind of carried over to Wii. Yeah. Of course, you know the Wii is just an upgraded GameCube, but still, you know, it's yeah. and it's funny. That's why they over. get away with it, though. Yeah. They make these really amazing games, very smart too. You know, just play a game like Mario or well, even Zelda, right? Spirit it's got tracks all, is just it's all these little the best, the best yeah. designed. You know, games yeah. this year. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a lot of people here haven't played it really, mm-hmm. but you know, the dungeons. You just can't believe Nintendo can build these puzzles after all these years yeah. and make them fresh and very difficult. Well, very, but but also but, kind of going what we were talking about, Nintendo. That game wouldn't exist if Phantom Hourglass. Uh, yeah. didn't exist. I mean, they took right. the technology and all the stuff that they did and learned in that mm-hmm. game, applied it to a brand new game. Um, you know, and I, I, other companies do it too, but it seems like Nintendo's slowly kind of getting into that into that habit of rehashing old stuff yeah, for a that, new product. And that's, I mean, to, to be fair, Nintendo's in the past has been known for kind of reinventing their yeah. franchises when they went to 3D and really kind of leading the way. And, th- and so you got to forgive us for being a little disappointed when things do get rehashed nowadays, you know, yeah. where Smash Brothers feels yeah. the same or where... Well, well you just know that they could do better. That's yeah. all that is. You, we love their games yes. and you know that they could be better in these other areas. And as a fan, you want that so bad. Yeah. Yeah. And you want them to trump the right. competition too. And when it doesn't happen, you get so disappointed. Yeah. I mean, that was they my whole life. They make so much a, money not trumping the competition. It's concerning. Yeah. So, yeah. so, <laughs> so now you're really happy with the Spirit Tracks because you know it's probably one of the best Zelda games you played on any console, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. Uh, but but then again, it's a it's a rehash repeat of, mm-hmm. of existing. Things. So well, it's a rehash what, of every Zelda game. So what? So what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen with uh, uh, Super Mario Galaxy Two? Do you think we're going to be disappointed? Do you think we're going to be? Uh, Nintendo will see... add one thing that's very <laughs> different, like a space water pack, and then uh, <laughs> no. no, I think space dust pack. <laughs> By the way, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. I, I think the I, I think Mario Galaxy Two definitely will be a self uh, a safe sequel, like just looking at the trailer and everything, which is which. Which is fine, but if that happens three more times, yeah. you know you start getting disappointed. I think that's where we got to watch out. And with 
With New Super Mario Brothers, I was not disappointed that it was similar to the DS game or that it was like Super Mario World or Super Mario Brothers 3. That's a that's a good thing in a way because we haven't seen that over and over. It's but retro. I was disappointed. You, got, you can appreciate a retro yeah. game. We've but been I, asking for it. But for I was disappointed yeah, exactly. with kind of like the lack of of progress and bringing the Wii, you know, to an online audience and all that. I I figured there were, you know, there would be more things um, you can do. And then my my example for you know, a game I've I've been playing just like this week. I broke out Forza Three, mm-hmm. the the racing game on Xbox, and I was looking at some of the features. I'm like, all right, it's got hundreds of cars, it's got a ton of tracks. If you buy the game new, you can download all the like twelve original tracks from the last game and import it, install it in your hard drive. They didn't have to do that, right? Uh, when you buy a car, you can customize it, make your own decals, then you can actually put it on a virtual eBay and sell it to other players and earn the money. And I'm like thinking about that. I'm like, yeah, I guess Nintendo would never go to those extremes you know like you realize that there are some companies that are working really really hard to stand out and you know with a racing game you have to work hard to stand out when they all they are starting to look the same and i couldn't see nintendo ever doing that right i think that's where this editorial comes from doesn't mean that the games are bad it doesn't mean that we wouldn't want to play those games but i think you have to acknowledge the fact that they went a different route well and and you also did acknowledge the fact that companies make video games to make money and Mm -hmm. nintendo knows that their games are going to make money so why go the extra step if they don't have to Mm -hmm. if the audience is willing to accept that it you know they 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 took it in their own direction and they keep it their standards as you know what Nintendo normally does versus what Microsoft does and what what Sony does people are still going to buy the Nintendo stuff for the Nintendo product why do they need to go there yeah and stuff? I think actually some people forget that is I mean ultimately Nintendo is a business and by the way Nintendo is one of the best businesses in the world yeah. yep. and as a Not fan of, of the, the company <laughs> you forget that um you forget that that it comes down from the top, and before it was uh, Yamauchi-san, you know, basically saying like, you know, do not make things too expensive. You know, he's the one that's cutting or demanding you cut corners on the design of your new system, and that still happens from yep. the top. So even though they do have that isolated development team, the mandate and the way that it is run is to cut corners, well, and that's why they have six billion in bank. I'm not saying it's creative corners, but the point is their their way they, pre- they provision themselves is to not. Go uh, uh, you know to those lengths that other companies do to impress people because they're a very numbers focused company. Yeah. I mean, there's no quest- question about the fact that they looked at the Wii and said, "Do we need an optical output?" There's no <laughs> question about that. And then they say, "Yeah," or HD. it adds two bucks. Right. And then yeah. they go times mm, uh, that's twenty not million. So good. Yeah. yeah. Not, How many people selling DVDs? Right. And, so. and then and then they'll do a survey and they they find out you know Surveys only. Sense. Twenty-two <laughs> percent of all people use an optical out, and they go, ah, not enough. You know. So uh, one of the things that, that you know, looking at the the GameCube market, you know, when they they kind of needed to pare down the the costs to kind of make more money, they took out the optical out of the GameCube. It, it, that happens with the you know each successive um, you know hardware iteration that they make. You know, they got they got rid of the GBA slot of the the next uh, DS, whatever, <laughs> right? So yeah. you, at least it, it, my, I mean, I'm kind of going on a different tangent here, but I I, I kind of see that uh, the next. Next Wii um, isn't going to be like this, you know, end all be all. It's just going to be a cut corners. They're probably going to add a little bit more inter- internal memory, but also remove GameCube. I'd be so disappointed. You, do you think mm-hmm. they're going to remove GameCube out of Absolutely. that thing? Absolutely. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, no, I don't think anyone's really playing GameCube anymore. You know what? They, yeah, I, I think so. I think they'll also, well, it's a bridge system, right? They feel Wii, GameCube to Wii was a bridge system where you got to convince people who know the old brand that right. they can buy the new one and still have a Nintendo. And so with Wii 2, it's a. Everybody knows the Wii now, so you right. don't really need to do that. It needs to play Wii One games. Right. Um, but they also make a ton of money. <laughs> yeah, how are they stuff? ever yeah. going to break from this tradition of not of just going, you know, not the extra mile? They just they just want to make what what people buy. And and are yeah, they ever going to be the big innovator again in terms of 
investing in technology like it's really hard to see that happening i don't think so i, I mean think the, the wii the, direction, yeah. the the wii stuff though you got to give them credit of course has changed the totally. the way video games oh, are yeah. created and who you're reaching oh. they certainly have succeeded and innovated in that sense but it's, it's like the, it's changed the way it's video still games very sold that's yeah. for sure so the question is whether it would have still been true if it had been 100 bucks more right mm -hmm. would the wii still have reached the audience I don't, know. I don't probably, think people will be not. willing to spend an extra $100 on something that's not cutting edge. I mean, that's Apple can do it. Spend it on a weight scale. <laughs> <laughs> Apple can do it. You know, they make very high-end glossy products. And yeah. because it is so, you know, it reaches, you know, these new people who wouldn't use that stuff before. Yeah, and at the same time, so. they make, uh, you know, they might make, make little nanos and shuffles to make sure <laughs> yeah. that there is a it's budget true. product for, so, for everyone. Anyway. So knowing Nintendo like you guys do, you know, you know working on the systems for the past years, um, what do you think we're gonna? When do you think we're gonna see the next system, and what do you think it's going to be? Jeez, oh. tough questions yeah. in this one. Crystal ball. You're gonna make me go on the record. Pair <laughs> go first. Uh, what year is it? So I mean, make like Sam go. Just look, Sam at, just look at what they did for DS. Okay, you <laughs> know, they, they did DS. Yes. They kind of took the DS. The what the DS was that big tank looking thing, mm -hmm. right? Just fixed the problems that it had. Created the DS Lite. You know, increased mm -hmm. the screen. So you know, whatever. And that that lasted for a long time. You know, made made it uh, uh, brighter and and more more portable. So you're saying they're like gonna add an I to Wii? Wii. Yeah, exactly. The Wii I Wii. Now, so then comes the DS big. So yeah, then they, well they got the D, then you got the DSI, which added the functionality of digital downloads. Yep. That that's them going after that market that you know Apple kind of snuck in mm -hmm. with the with the iPhone and all the other consoles. You know, doing digital downloads. I mean, it's kind of a missed opportunity if they didn't have it on there. Mm -hmm. But then it's weird how they how they just went to a bigger. They like you know you're buying the DS, so you know if you don't take it on if you don't take it with you portable. Yeah. Uh, you can have it at home with the DSi oh, yeah, I mean, XL. Catering to a different target audience. I think the next thing that's going to happen with the Wii is the. Uh, something that either has a ton of flash memory built in or has a hard drive. I think it's going to be a normal Wii. It's going to drop the GameCube ports and backwards compatibility in the memory card slot. Yep. And it's going to just an add, add, yeah. add storage drive, uh, space and they'll have a big drive with, you know, watch movies and, and download games well, and so forth. Well, one thing that's really interesting about this generation is that you're actually seeing pretty much all but confirmed, you know, is that the next steps in PlayStation 3 and uh, the Xbox 360 are an iteration of that console which right. in the past is sure Sony would slim down its price but you don't add things to it where mm. like yeah people are saying Natal is pretty much the relaunch successor because yeah. people don't want to give up on the huge investment that they've made you know console cycles were you know four or five years you'd be talking about what the next one is but that's not happening anymore I honestly so, I honestly think that uh, the Xbox will be the next to relaunch again I think the Xbox will be the first console to get a real upgrade after Natal Oh, really? you think before even after, we, I think they're betting that before we and before PlayStation Three, Sony does not have the money to release another <laughs> PlayStation. This, hmm, this yeah, I think I think it's a little. I think the the environment's kind of changed a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, like usually it's you, you expect every five year to be a a new console, new generation. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it's worked. But now people are kind of backing down and going now. You know, with the whole advent of uh, you know the 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 social networking games mm -hmm. that you know in DS and Wii, where they're like, oh, it's not all only about the visual um, impact. That's about the gameplay, and these systems, you know, the Xbox 360 and the PS3 can do these games, but they, there's no real drive to to change that technology. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a while before you see a brand new system out of, out so. of, out of Microsoft or PlayStation. I think it'll be definitely be a very very long. You know, and, and that was time. my point that I was trying to make, yeah. though, to back it up, was that I do think for once you'll actually see some kind of upgrade, yeah, from Nintendo. That's like the upgrade of a console. It'll address the HD issue, definitely, uh, you know, flash memory, like because I think they want to get more into that, like just download the game right. space, you know, not deal with distribution and all that. 
Um, I totally agree with getting rid of the GameCube um, playback, like you said. Because that's gonna, that's originally, gonna piss off a whole lot of people. You know what? Though. Yeah, but if they make the store have yeah. those games available, then I can just download but, them. You know, but Chris, I, I think pay for them again. I but. think the audience that makes the jump to the next platform and who are active GameCube players, I think they've all made the jump. I don't think yeah. there's anybody left over. Oh, well, it's true. But the th- know? I think what's gonna it's not gonna piss off people that can't play the GameCube games, mm-hmm. but it'll piss off the people that use that the GameCube uh, controller slots for, say, Smash Brothers, which yeah. is one of their most successful games. And people swear by using the GameCube controller yeah. over the classic controller. Now, I mean, obviously they can fix that by releasing the GameCube controller as a plug-in <laughs> adapter for whatever. But I mean, if but they do, only seven point three nine percent of people <laughs> actually care. Greg, I know, mm-hmm. but the thing is, like, <laughs> I think that even if they do pull out um, the GameCube compatibility and you know the drive, first of all, that I'm sure that drive is adding a cost because they have to have a um, a specific manufacturer make the specific drive that can take both yeah, the DVD drive, the DVD disc, mm-hmm. and the smaller yeah. uh, GameCube discs. Um, but you know, removing those ports, um, I think that's going to be the the more the, more people are going to have the outcry of yeah. losing those ports and losing the GameCube. You guys are really predicting a dark future here for Wii. That's like, not really dark. Worse Wii is what you're predicting. No, no not, not, like, not necessarily. I mean, what's better about that? Well, here's oh, the thing: so, it loses the backwards compatibility. But here's the thing: that's so like, you, you lose the controller ports, but then Nintendo. I mean, I'm just forward thinking and hoping that Nintendo would see this. They could release a USB adapter that would add those ports, so that you wouldn't actually yeah, but lose. What would what they add that we care about? Like, I want to know extra, what Nintendo's oh, going to do in their system internal that memory. makes it better. Well, I don't, the, you I don't know that internal they want, memory. I mean, I, I don't think that they want you matter. to care so about wait, it. Okay, I think I know, they want the guys the so the point, that's why we're writing these editorials though. Mm-hmm. But you know the point I was trying to make earlier is I, we're not talking about the same thing. Um so we should clarify and maybe I'm on a different page, but I'm but, saying like this is like Wii 2.0. Yep. These are the upgrades they'll make, but they're extending the console life. So I actually think it's backwards compatible with Wii and actually I think Maybe something they'll do is make a system that supports HD, right? But the games are still made for the original Wii because that way they serve on both of those. And we're not talking about the yeah, next, next yeah. new name system because that that might be in 2015 yeah. or something. Like and the plus the fact that if they do, if they do, if they do take out the the GameCube drive, you can still download them. I mean, like I, I, yeah, I, that's what like, I was uh, it, they wouldn't pull out the compatibility. It's just they would pull out the drive to put the yeah. discs in. It would and just, who knows? That's yeah. like one so, idea. Yeah. I mean. I'll, I'll tell you what the real next system <laughs> is going to be, though. It's going to be the Nintendo DS 3D. <laughs> that, and hey, don't laugh. I like two years ago. I saw layered screen technology uh-huh. in a really tiny, compact format where you could do 3D in a handheld, and it was reasonably flat. It's like two two fingers thick, but it had like four layers of of display, uh-huh. and it actually oh, looked yes. like it had depth. It's hmm. dumb. It's really dumb. But it seems like something that I think parents would go for. It's like, ooh, a little 3D system for their kids. I think that's gonna be that's gonna happen. Huh. I, I apparently there was a TV at CES that did, that didn't need um, oh, glasses. Yeah, they're horrible. Um, <laughs> I saw one where it was called the Deep Vision <laughs> screen, and it was bent in and like Do you have to cross gla- your eyes so much glare. No, it was terrible. no, no. no. It's slotted, right? It's, it's like a little mesh that's slotted. You've seen the effect oh. in movie theaters yeah. sometimes where you they have those the display screens. screens. So you have these little jaggedy edges around things, and it yeah. looks kind of like a lenticular yep. effect. Dumb. And so it does not work. It works when you're sitting straight, straight in front yeah. of it, but if you're at an angle, it's terrible. So it's perfect for Is a there handheld. Is yeah. to the image? I mean, huh? can you see what's going on for like a game? Would you be able to even yeah. make out? Okay. Oh, so yeah. They, yeah I, I saw it's... a screen demoed with Tomb Raider actually at like GC three two years ago. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, it was Tomb Raider, and you had her in the for, uh, in the, uh, I don't know right in front. <laughs> oh, watch. 
I do think investing in the 3D space absolutely. absolutely. Well, we already know Nintendo's. Uh, I think Iwata went on the record saying that the next system, what whatever it will be, the uh, the next DS system will be like higher res graphics, 3D 3D graphics and stuff like that. It kind of confirms. But, but he's not. You're that they're working on 3D with, with, rendering. Yeah, exactly. But, but they're, they're they're talking about the the Nvidia chipset that sure. they kind of went on the record saying that they are working with Nintendo on on something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I mean that was Iwata saying it would have to yeah. have <laughs> HD graphics and yeah and so forth. So. We'll see. And motion control. All right. Well, so since uh, yeah, since the, you, you think we're predicting a dark future, what do you think the next Wii is going to be, Sam? The next Wii? Yeah. I, I think, they're gonna, I think a dark Nintendo future. ends with the Wii. I think they're going to keep it forever. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's their, that's their strategy right now. Okay. We're, they're still selling games like, like it's all freaking launch of the system uh-huh. you know? yeah. i mean it's like it's, it's, it's just doing so well i, I just can't so basically like they need future. to take the the <laughs> yeah, on live well, model they're gonna <laughs> they leave to, the gamecube yeah. in though yeah. but they need to take the on live model and let you just play Wii on a service summary you just sign yeah. up and all you do is you buy the motion control right you yeah, that, that, you, there you go there that's, you go that's that, i mean that that's, that's the darkest happen. future of all that will happen eventually cloud oh, yeah. cloud, cloud consoles cloud. You know? nintendo is really close with matsushita who are you know panasonic so i do think that's going to happen in the future where something is included but right now Remember, it's a Japanese company. They look at their own online infrastructure first. And, you know, once like wireless, you know, we start the Sprint 4G demo at CES, it's fast enough to run an eight-player game of Bioshock, right? Uh-huh. Bioshock 2. Um, once that kind of stuff takes football, uh, foot, football, football. <laughs> uh, soccer world championship coming, uh, <laughs> takes foothold everywhere in the world. And, and, and Japan is, is kind of like more of a household thing. Then I think they'll do something like that with cloud. I'm just gaming. so happy that this year we're getting uh, supposedly a Zelda and a Metroid. Um, and a Mario. Don't forget the Mario. Yeah, and, the, and a Mario. And getting a Metroid. You sound like Casimus. It's like For keeping what that carrot in front of Tecmo. me. Tecmo. Oh, that's right. You don't remember Other M? Man, you've been out so, of the loop yeah. if you don't No, I remember that. other M. I yeah. you didn't nobody on uh, the podcast is going to be rolling my so eyes. So Sam, I'm worried about it. <laughs> Sam, every I'm really worried about it. Every every year when we're in about like March, Casamcina comes to me he's like, "Oh my god, this is going to be the year of Nintendo. This is nuts. They got Met- <laughs> they had got new Metroid, they've got a new Zelda game, they've got a new Mario game, and they have game game Y. And yeah. every year I go I mean, like, that's not gonna no, make year, so many games no, that because one they of them need is to gonna delay slip some. into March yeah, 2011. Totally. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's yeah. gonna happen. But yeah, I mean, no matter how bad the Wii, you know, looks in comparison to the other systems, you know, that, that's, that, that's those little bits of software are the glittering gems in the future. I totally agree. Like, it, I mean, yes, new Super Mario Brothers in HD would look really, really good, but it it works, right? And we all put a ton of hours into it. And if you haven't yet, play it. It's really, really. Yeah. And good. honestly, serious. My favorite game of last year. Hands yeah. down. And honestly, though, serious gamers like play something like Uncharted 2, um, a fantastic yep. technical achievement that not many people can pull off. Whatever. I'm a serious Maybe. gamer. I play <laughs> No, no, but what I'm saying is that stuff does count, and it's something uh-huh. that Nintendo doesn't do very often anymore. No. I mean, that's why I loved Ocarina of Time so much. It just blew my mind. But, like, but then again, they do, some, they do it sometimes. Sometimes. Like Metroid Prime, for example, is a great series that actually, like Metroid Prime uh, 3 Corruption, had the same kind of presentation that Halo had on, yeah. on mm-hmm. the, even though Samus didn't talk, everyone else did, and, Thank you know, had all this the dialogue and the right. storyline and stuff like that but I just wish Nintendo would do a little bit more of that yeah, when but we always like, will like, like Fran just said you know the old games would blow my mind and I guess Wii Sports kind of did that initially I'm, when's the next time Nintendo's gonna do that that's what I wanna know what you know? next so, Wii Sports to blow you away no no like when you get that feeling like there's nothing else that can do this Nintendo did it you know Yeah. like Ocarina of Time like yeah. Metroid Prime like yeah, I mean, Wii Prime 2 on GameCube at that time. When's it going to happen again? I wanted you know? so bad to be Game of the Year. Which one? one year. Oh, it was the same year as Battlefield 1942, which I, by the way, would play 15 hours a day of that game. And this was IGN's Game of the Year. I don't know if we could talk about that. Anyway, 
Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. <laughs> we can. Met- it, Metroid Prime was so much better. Oh, it was amazing design. Yeah. Like again, you, just it such the good slap design. To my face. Great design. What? We were all upset, Sam. Yeah, you were. You we were agree. Yet. Ridiculous. We, look, we agree, <laughs> but I think you have to also realize that there are people who grew up with PC gaming, are very used to the responsive mouse control, would pick up a game like Metroid Prime and be oh, incredibly frustrated that they couldn't those, strafe, couldn't. Yeah. You know, those people hate Resident Evil Four. But in retrospect, comparing well. the tiny little Battlefield 1942 to what Metroid well, Prime is. I mean. Well, now you're going over. I love 1942. <laughs> it, Amazing. So much fun. But uh, it's just not the kind of uh, craft and experience that Metroid Prime it's had. It's a different game. In the end, it comes down to, to you know, what you like better. Battlefield 1942 really pushed kind of the vehicular stuff forward that now every game does. I mean, Halo is like Halo's that. Halo before that. No. Was it? Yeah. It was the year before that. Before so which? Everything that it innovated on. Oh, Halo right. did the year before it. Okay. It, Battlefield 1942 <laughs> didn't do anything. No, uh, no but it was a very good online game. It was awesome. Anyway, uh, it's a different discussion. But, oh, but, yeah. but by the way, keep it, uh, talking about all this, E3 this year is going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Lots sure. of big announcements and yeah, showings. We'll we hope. So, we hope. You don't know anything that we don't But look, know. Nintendo held back so much that last year that, you know, this. I mean, you look, you got Mario, Zelda. You know Zelda is going to show up D, in some The next form. DS stuff. Or, video. You know? right. Actually, we won't see the next DS stuff, but no. we'll see we'll find a out, lot of big stuff. We'll find out what that Vitality Sensor is all about. Yeah. And but yeah, well, you're rolling your eyes, but who yeah. knows? Weren't you in another me? podcast saying, "Oh, it's gonna be that awesome"? That was all Scott. All right. Oh, I actually forgot. I'm gonna be playing Zelda. With I that said heartbeat. I'm interested right. in it, man. Taking the that's gonna change things. I own Bio Tetris. I already played I the whole, whole vit- Vitality yeah. Sensor thing. <laughs> Nobody remembers Tetris. That. What was it called? Tetris it was back 64? on the N64. Yeah, so it, I played it Love Tetris heartbeat. before. It ma- it was a really good version of Tetris too, but you had to clamp this thing onto your finger. Which was not <laughs> like, no, on your earlobe. Oh, that's, that's what it was. Earlobe. Yeah. And then uh, if you were if you were getting excited, you could you could set two modes. Either the game would get harder if your heart rate go uh, went up, or it would get easier, so it would be relaxing. <laughs> wow. We were just talking about a concept just like that last week. We thought we were so pioneering and original. Uh, turns out, turns yeah. out, well, Nintendo actually didn't do that one. That yeah. was a different company yeah. that yeah. did like, it. I love yeah. something. I love the clip yeah. stuff on the parts of my body. <laughs> so yeah. did we it's all fun. agree that Nintendo is a little lazy sometimes, but not lazy uh, other times? I've already gone through this in my <laughs> uh, in past podcasts, but uh, you say yes they or no. They can do better. Yeah. Yes. I think they Many can companies. do better, and I think we should expect them to, yeah. do, to do better. When we're playing Wii Sports Resort, and you're going like, wow, this is so awesome. I wish I could measure my records against those of my friends. They could have done it. Yeah. They could have given and you that's... online leaderboards and you would have had an incentive now to go back and play that game because Bastard Craig ba- beat yeah. your best yeah. score at Tickle Tech. And that's a great example because I remember when Wii Sports Resort came out. A couple weeks later, Nintendo created a, f- a Facebook application for Wii Sports Resort so you can create your own tournaments and stuff like that. But it all had to be manually entered in. Yeah. If it was, if it was, you know, persistent online, they could connect it to Facebook and have everything done automatically. I think more people would even take would take advantage of that. And, and, and you know that the at least North America who made that application was like, why can't we do this? And, and I mean, the 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 reason why I still I'm still bitter about this is every time my brother-in-law comes to visit from L.A. and he owns a Wii, he plays my copy of Wii Sports Resort, and quietly when I'm not at home, he beats my records in all <laughs> of the events. Right? Then I come back and I I play it with my kids. I'm like, what the? All the records are beaten, and I have to beat them again. I would love to do that online champ- yeah. uh, Pac-Man championship. Totally. Uh, I looked at, at the game oh, yeah. this last weekend, wait. and Scott Bromley unseated me in one of the areas. I'm going to be playing that. So uh, just make sure you got to get yeah. all your friends' codes mm-hmm. and do a custom friend list for that game, <laughs> yeah. and you can see who beat your scores. Uh, right. I, I've have heard rumors that uh, the friend codes are going away. It's going to be a universal system code, but it's still going to be a code. Is they it get Facebook Connect? But yeah, not across DS <laughs> and Wii. I just no, want one name across I know, both. I know. I've, uh, well, there's no online 
you know, they don't. There's no online account. It's just your system has the number, and then you can. What games are even going to support online? That that you're yeah. Even well, that's the thing. About, it's like though. no one. I mean, yeah, no one supports on online. Like, this can be great for the next. But that's Ooh. not true. There's there's games like whenever you get like a Call of Duty or something from a third party or Guitar Hero. Yeah, well that's the thing. That yeah, Guitar Hero definitely Wind. drove mm-hmm. the idea of system uh, friend code, not the game. And gee, Sam, I thought you were in mm-hmm. the like loop. Haven't you heard that? Just like Demon Souls, yeah, yeah. the new Zelda is going to be persistently online. <laughs> I thought that. Did God. I just break that news? Now? Yeah, that's, that's funny. God. God. Just imagine <clears throat> like even classic re-releases like a Mario Brothers where you can set like speedrun records and measure oh, yourself so against the other. Yeah. Yeah. A ghost. Yeah. Wishful ghost. thinking. Oh, this is Nintendo creating Mario. Level What's nice though, yeah. chair, gentlemen, know? is we can sit in these chairs and say they could do a better job and we don't have to do it. Right, <laughs> yeah, I, I freely Agreed. admit that I am lazier I've, than Nintendo yeah. at developing games. Well, I we actually blow through that. 36 minutes talking about that. I, w- I wasn't expecting that. So no, uh, no. I thought this entire podcast was going to be about reader mail, which we got a ton hey, of them. What happened to the other uh, the other topic? Was it the, was it the achievements? The Wii, oh, you want to talk about the Wii Need Achievements? Well, just for two minutes. Yes, okay. I think it'd be great to have achievements. Why? Thank you. Huh? Why? Craig because it gives topic. me it gives me a, a challenge that is not um, that does not just pertain to the game it it pertains to the social aspect of gaming. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not just getting the achievements to get my score up. I'm getting them so that I can show it to other people. Yeah, and that's, you want people to know what you're playing because you're 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 doing it. And that's the other thing. Like sometimes, like when I have a friend of my on my friend list on on, on you know PSN or Xbox uh, Live, I look at what they've played. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. I didn't know that guy had Borderlands. I'm gonna have to have to play with him, right? Exactly. And I think it just adds it adds a, a reason to con- connect with other people. Um, it's not so much to actually add special little tasks that you know you, that that you do and, and accumulate points. It's they, they could do that in any game, and you see like a game like Metroid has those right. tasks, but it didn't matter. Yeah. You know? I think that when I did the editorial, people kind of uh, misconstrued what I was trying to get at. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the whole headline I- of the editorial. Oh, it's just we need achievements, and everyone's like, no. You know, you're supposed to play video games to have fun, but they miss the idea of what you know why the achievements are so cool on the other systems. And you just brought up some great points. It's not about the achievements more than it is people. It's letting people know that you have a game and what you did in the game, and it it interests them Mm -hmm. to maybe even join in on your fun. And it goes back to the concept of like kind of a treasure hunt too. Like if you had a Mario game where there was a secret achievement, you want to go and find it, and you want to figure out what it is. And when you get it, and you see. Uh, uh, you show it to your friends and everybody everybody is incentivized to actually play your game again right, right? play the game again and try to get it too because you did it so and right. you know, if we owners cool. can't sympathize with that then I mean that's just something that you you learn when you're playing Xbox yeah. you're like this is cool I like it yeah. I mean what, what else matters you but know? if you want it in another I think system too many people system. misunderstand it as being like you measure yourself just with a high gamer score where, where no, you like not what it's about you know yeah. buy all these crappy games in order to that's get that's one aspect yeah, that I is a very I think that's a very small portion of the audience that's Greg Miller that. and Colin Moriarty. It's achievement <laughs> grinding. Pretty I don't much. think most people do that. No. But you look like you're about to say something. Well, I was just going to say that it's it's actually, I don't know, for some reason, and I thought I talked about this with a pair once before, I'm actually surprised that Nintendo wasn't the company to do yeah. that first. <laughs> it seems like the yeah. kind of thing that they would love and do, and I think maybe because the online networking aspect, that's why. But they're also so stubborn, by the way, that that's also why they probably haven't done it. They're like, yeah. Yeah. They're just that ship has sailed for now. <laughs> They've... And, They've done these little things before. I mean, in a way, they have these achievements where, like, you do something in a game, beat it a certain way, and, and the title screen changes. Resort, you know? It literally has yeah. achievements yeah. in it. Yeah, because yeah. Nintendo does, yeah. like, they, they really do like to reward yeah. their players. and yeah, Like the um, little stars in Mario, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, th- I really like working towards those, you know, getting the stars next to your profile. Totally. But wouldn't you have be liked them better? It would be great if my little sister knew I was that good at Mario, but, but she doesn't. 
Wouldn't you have liked it better if you knew why you were getting those stars? Because you just got stars. Well, I knew why because I wrote the guide. Right. Well, but you <laughs> go to guides.ign.com, you can find out why as well. Well, how did you find out? Trial and error. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> would you have liked it better if they actually told you what those stars did? No, no, yeah, yeah I would like that. Although the mystery was and, was intriguing at the time. And and one more addendum, we would like cool achievements. Nobody's <laughs> arguing to have achievement grinding yeah. or stupid achievements where you yeah, finish yeah. a level and Chapter it's like four achievement complete. unlocked. Well, yeah, the, the yeah. whole like a great one is like what uh, in Assassin's Creed 2, if you throw coins on the ground 20 times, you get an achievement. Oh, like, really? <laughs> right now I'm going to do that. So oh, I like oh. that stuff. Man, I, I think that. it's great. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's Sometimes cool it's just if you to don't show know off about with it, the developers. Like, it's something that they're like, hey, we programmed this motion we yeah. want somebody to but see it, it but it, to you know? Paris point you guys do, it's an entertainment factor i actually yeah i would go back and do those things if they were like a good challenge right you know especially like in mario this is a challenge yeah, yeah. oh yeah to do a speed run or whatever that's a great, great ritual after you've done everything in the game you finish it off with it yeah, it's replayability yeah. um but the last point to that too is i think it's just that's what nintendo is really missing right now too is like there are all these hardcore nintendo fans they're just fans period and you want to connect with the other ones actually but they don't give you a way to do it yeah. and to show off that you're a fan and like i got no badge i got no username really like I mean, I do. It's just, it's silly. Yeah. You know, so. Agreed. Sounds good, guys. Still love them, guys. We still love them. Yeah. So let's get, uh, like last week, um, I put out a calling for some reader mail and for some topics to talk about. Uh, and I got a lot. So keep them coming. The email is nvc at IGN.com. Send me an email with any sort of Nintendo-related question. Hopefully, we'll get to them. Can I ask why all pages printed out by IGN editors today look like Dr. Someone, Evan Brown I think, delivered I think we ran, them? I think, we have Manila from the past. Today. I think we ran out of white. That's <laughs> awesome. So it is. I just, look, I, I, I don't control what goes into the printer. I just I'll be honest. Print I look it. Uh, I, I like yeah, it. Yeah. Like, we ran out easier, of white. Easier on the eyes. So you guys could have replaced the brown pages with white ones, but IGN right. is lazy and you don't care. But they wouldn't know. glad you salvaged that point because nobody cares. This is not a video podcast. They don't even know. All right, fine. Uh, So uh, one of the first questions. So remember, send us your questions, nvc at ign.com, and we'll print them out and And read them on. And isn't Nancy, V as in? Virtual boy. Virtual boy. C as in? Uh, I know. Nancy boy. I don't know. Okay. So yes, get me some questions, get me some topics, and we'll read them next week. Uh, starting with uh, today's reader mail, we got uh, Ryan Cecil Smith. He's like, "Hi, Nintendo video, uh, Nintendo voice chat crew." He's British, is it? Yeah. yeah, he might He's be a Final Fantasy fan. Um, I listen almost Could every be. week and r- really enjoy the show. You have some questions. I have some questions that maybe other people want to know the answers to too. Good. Where is Matt Casmasina? Oh, we don't know. Also, who is Matt Casmasina? <laughs> oh, Apparently, he's interested in oh, someone he doesn't know. I am oh, fascinated by this. Why? <laughs> why is he such a big deal? I've uh, I've only known uh, who he is since he started podcasting, and there are always references to fanboys talking about him and Nintendo companies knowing who he is. Is he just a longtime online Nintendo guy? Tell a dark secret or interesting origin story on the podcast. Wait. Also, please tell us where he is. Where in the world is Matt yeah, Gasmussen? It's a long-running game series yeah. here at IGN. We did that in our old magazine, the one-off magazine. It's like, where where, yeah. Yeah, where's Matt Gasmussen? And I photoshopped him in little different things. <laughs> but uh, do you want to flag this one? Do you want to take uh, it? Matt is a long-time editor, probably um, the l- longest surviving IGN editor. At uh, point, after right? me. Yeah, Craig. Oh, Craig, Craig was there a few months. Yeah. Well, Craig was there first, then Matt, yeah. then me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's Matt's been here for 12 years. Right. Uh, and he was the he um, was the editor on N64.com, so the original Nintendo fan site by Imagine, now Future, which also you know spun out IGN. And he is a very strange 
strange person. <laughs> so but he, he ca- the point is though he catered to folks like us and uh-huh. Sam and fanboys, yeah, lovers yeah. of Nintendo for a decade or more. Yeah, so he was. And that's he, why he's very. Well he, known. That was. I think that's why people know of him because he he was always at that post. He never mm-hmm. moved. He's around. your evangelist. For example, yeah. For example, like I have been at the company longer than Matt, but I moved around a lot, so I don't have that 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 sense of you know locking down to one mm-hmm. particular thing. Um, but I've been doing the Nintendo stuff almost as long as he had. Mm-hmm. Maybe just one but it is years. simple. It's like when you wanted that next Zelda to be yeah. announced and you, you waited know. months and months yeah, and Matt months. He announced it and put his you know authored that story yeah. and that's why everyone knows. Yeah, yeah, I mean he was the very first video game journalist name I knew and remembered. So yeah, I, I started reading IGN at, in ninety eight or ninety eight. And that goes back to our approach in the early days where we said, okay, when you read a magazine like Next Gen uh, Next Generation, uh great magazine, you know, great industry coverage, you go to the letter section and you get kind of like this we voice, right? It's all about, yeah. you know, we we agree with you or quit talking, you know, yeah. jackass. Kind of like that that edgy voice, but it was always the magazine voice. And when we did different we assigned editor voices right. to things and Matt would do in uh, Input, input every day. Mm-hmm. Doug inquiry. used to do inquiry. I took over when I joined the joined the site, and people really remembered that that you know you were kind of like the voice for Nintendo. Of, and then he always picked inquiry. up on wow, he always picked up he picked up on memes before memes were popular on the internet. Like for example, like people would send in uh, reader mail to and address it to Ed. Mm-hmm. Simply because in our data entry thing, when when you would a- answer a, a question in your email box, it would yeah. say Ed as an editor, Several like ed- ed- editor hey, comment or whatever. So people would say Ed. So he picked up on this and created Ed the janitor. Ed the janitor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, who who would have the scuttlebutt and the rumors, and then he created the GameCube master. Right. And the old uh, Yamauchi who yeah. wanted the blood of the green eyed girl. <laughs> didn't call that. So he would create these memes yeah. around these uh, these fictional characters, and people really dug it. And yeah. so it became more than just. Nintendo coverage it became entertainment right where right. people would read the section even if they didn't care about yeah, Nintendo right. games yeah, I mean, was, the, the, the short of it though right is that Matt was a Nintendo evangelist and mm-hmm. fan like the fans he still is and you know he was very connected so he's able to speak to quite a few people yeah. um, and he's actually a great writer too so yeah. I mean all those pieces coming together and him sitting at the top I will never how be could a, you not know yeah, why never, are we talking about him in the past tense now well because he's no longer I'm in his, I'm in his position I'm saying that I will never be as popular as, as his you know, height of popularity. Well, that's because like, you're mean. You just started. <laughs> in Keep on dreaming. Frank. No, no, no. But they, so they, Matt, right, he just got reassigned to be an editor-at-large to t- tackle bigger stuff. Right. You know, writing editorials like, you know, Nintendo is right. lazy and you don't care, but also to write Microsoft is lazy and you don't care. Um, I'm not saying that's the yeah. statement, but... He's, he's written like, a lot of Nintendo-centric uh, features like the the best flashlights in, a, in Wii <laughs> games. <laughs> he was reaching with that one. Oh, man. Wow. He's like, I love the... I think it was, See, he's, he's still a Nintendo fanboy. Yeah, he was okay. playing Fragile. He's like, this has the best, you know, uh, uh, you know flashlight, flashlight in the game. Yeah. I gotta do a feature on all the flashlights in the game. <laughs> and he's super, super... I mean, like, he loves Metroid. Yeah. Any any old news about Metroid, he's all over that. Um, he likes Nintendo franchises. Big fan of like F-Zero. Borderline autistic Zelda, because he focuses on weird Mario. things. Mm-hmm. But that's why you should know him as a Nintendo yeah. fan. You should and, still follow his work. He's and and here's one, one interesting fact about Matt as a person. And we used to live... Um, you know, 10 minutes apart back uh, down in L.A. He's still in L.A. I moved back up to the, the Bay Area. Is that he can only play games in, in short spurts, like really concentrate them. He has a, he has difficulties following a storyline <laughs> or set. No, like honestly, like following kind of like something like a Final Fantasy, he would not be able to do it. He right. can't handle that. 
and yet like this this Nintendo gameplay style really suits him like mm-hmm. the one level Mario Brothers kind of finish it and and do impossible things right. and get really good at it but like a great example actually is so back in the day <laughs> we'd be playing even just like Banjo-Kazooie or whatever there's something with the way Matt sees his games <laughs> that it drives you so nuts <laughs> he cannot see the huge shiny flashing object no. right so you're playing Banjo-Kazooie there's a coin like up in a little cave indent and it's so obvious it's even like sparkling and jingling yeah right uh-huh. And he'll like be running around. You're like, hey, dude, you gonna get the coins? Like, what? 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 And he we just got so mad. Always. He can never find them. Well, or the so other weird. thing, like you're playing Zelda, and he's walking around, and it goes, did it, did it. Yep. <laughs> and his <laughs> heart beats pots. He walks past pots, yeah. and he knows that if you smash the pots, you get hearts. But he keeps on going. You're like, dude, why don't you? He's like, oh yeah. Little stuff you know? like that. Do not play a game with Matt. It will yeah. drive you nuts. Anyway, it was. Uh, um, I think the best game was uh, San Francisco Rush, the original oh, one on oh the N64. The game had already come out, but like for some reason, he just focused on trying to get the car into one specific I mean like where it's in an inaccessible like barriered off area he's trying to jump the car in there for no other apparent reason other than just to do it it's been hours, mm-hmm. been hours <laughs> yeah, it's just it. sitting there and doing that so this is before he was in charge of Nintendo so I don't know if he still he, does it I firmly believe he never raced a single lap in San Francisco yeah. Rush and you know it kind of sucked as a racing game but he, he only spent the his time on trying this. to do like a triple flip or whatever right. to the point where he went back to the programmer who we used to call Ed the Log, programmer yeah, because he always talked to him. Right. He used to call him up, go like, "You gotta, you gotta add point counters." Right. You gotta add. He's like, "Oh, you really think so?" Like, you gotta <laughs> so, add yeah, point that's, counters. That's what happened yeah. in San Francisco yeah. Rush 2049. That that, yep. that stunt mode is probably because Matt, uh, no doubt, yeah, was flipping around and he called up Edlog, mm-hmm. so you gotta put this in. Then so he's like, "Hey, count. you should add wings." <laughs> should we tell like a <laughs> quick <laughs> random story about yeah. him, or should we skip that? Oh, that was a random story. There's some really bad yeah. stories we're not gonna I mean, tell. Do you really have one that you? Well, there's all kinds of stuff. Oh, there's meaning. Do people want to know that I lived with Matt forever? One totally random story about Matt is right. lived with him forever. Um, he hated to pick up mail at the front door. He would let it build up for over a month. And I'd walk in, <laughs> step over the mail. Dude, you should really get that stuff. There might be something important in there. One day Matt's car gets towed. <laughs> and he thinks maybe, oh, it just got towed because whatever, maybe stolen. And of course, he goes, picks it up at the impound, blah, blah, blah. And of course, in mail for weeks and weeks was a notice that he hadn't paid like certain parking tickets or whatever. Right. But he let like months and then, go by. and then he <laughs> let that left that in the car, and then he got fined. Like it started uh, adding up <laughs> every month. The but fascinating largest, stories, yeah, like the that largest parking ticket ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to disclose the number. No, yet. but it was uh, it was a meefy one. Yep. So um, there's a second question here. Maybe Perry, you can answer this one. Uh, he lives in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you recommend some Japanese games that aren't so bad if you can't read the text? Sky crawlers. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I guess it came out in the U.S. Yeah. now. Oh, God, I'm not... Is it, he says, I own Japanese Mario Kart and Hajime no Ippo the fighting. Yeah, that is the... Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, basically, look, stay away from role-playing games yeah. and stick with any platformers or fighting games like Straightforward Hajime no Straightforward games. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers Wii is going to be... Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's, it, really, it really is the genres don't no adventure games no RPG so this this uh, email from uh, Sean Dodimead um, he, he kind of he has a question here it's like also does does everybody here really dislike Cass Messina <laughs> or no. is that just the way it comes across on a podcast it's just a joke it's just a joke yeah. but his no, real quick they're just all t- raving <laughs> about I, yeah, yeah we were just saying what a yeah. great writer man yeah, is very connected you should follow him but, but he cannot find that coin. His, the, the real question is, um, is it just me or has nobody mentioned Red Steel 2 since E3 last year? Oh, yeah. I may have missed it, uh, but since I saw iGen's coverage and interview, I was really interested in that game and heard nothing since. I'm a skeptic. Uh, we should be getting the game relatively soon. It comes out in March, mm-hmm. um, and I hear that we're going to get the, the 
actual almost finished version in the next I couple weeks. Matt and Bo's just played it in December or something like that. Uh, is that right? If they did, then Forget. we haven't seen anything. Not on the record. Played yeah. it last year, but that was E3, right? <laughs> yeah. Might yeah. be wrong. It's been quiet. Yeah. Is it Wii Motion agree. Plus enabled? Yes, correct? it's yeah. only. Did you see, you yeah, have okay. to, it has to be bundled. Did you see how Nyko just came out with a Wii Motion Plus yeah, it's in, yes. in yeah. the controller? Well, yeah, it's called the uh, iWand, right? Yeah. Or yeah. the Wii Plus. Wand Plus. I believe it's Wand Plus. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Does it have it's the ugly si- the part of the ugly. Here's what's but cool about it. No, it's the ugly, size it's of the Wii the controller. The Wii it has not changed, right. and it has Wii Motion Plus built in. Right. You know what? So, yeah. Period. No That's giant. Right. You know. Here's what bugs me. Whenever I switch to new Super Mario Brothers, I got to take the, the Wii Motion oh, Plus yeah, condom. Oh, yeah, because it's too long. Because it's so long. Yeah, it's too long. Yes. Ah, there you go. Still not going to go with the third controller. Sorry. I printed this out recent, uh, like just before I came into the podcast. Uh, this is from Foo at foo at bar dot com. Good. <laughs> um, he has a link, and the link goes to the Guitar Hero uh, Van Halen. Um, just how many times are you going to recycle the same review from months ago? This is at least the third time you published the same <laughs> review as new. Yeesh. And um, the answer is, when we reviewed Van Halen, we only got the 360 version. Uh, back in October, mm-hmm. and we didn't get the Wii or the PS3 version. But now that you can go out and buy it, I think. Yep. Now that we, we put up the review, so it's yeah, the, the same game. We, so we actually went out and bought a new pack of Guitar Hero Xbox 360 to get the free right. giveaway to review it early for everybody. Let them know whether it's worth it, and we it's found that not. it wasn't worth it. Um, the, Eric really, really hated the game. Apparently, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I guess if well, you, it's, I mean, it's if all you, about yeah, the presentation. Really it's all about the presentation. Yeah. They don't. It doesn't really speak well of the Van Halen franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, Van Halen, you know right. David Lee Roth and stuff like that. But you're getting the new Van Halen. They have short hair, and then you have all these weird bands like Three, three they, Doors they Down. They bought the cheap songs. No, I yeah. mean, it, it's basically <laughs> if you're expecting something like now that's a full product that you have to pay for, yeah. I think even more so. If you're expecting something like a love letter to a band like Beatles, yeah. um, it's, you're not getting it. No, you're getting not. something very, very limited. And if you're a Van Halen fan, I think you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's, like, it's the same you. across, it's same across all platforms mm-hmm. and the same feature list and everything like that. So that's kind of like why we uh, we, we play all the, all, the, all the versions. We check them all out. We check them all yeah, out, make so. sure. But it, the, a lot of the text stays the same. Same because they're mm-hmm. the same game. Theme song from Twister in it. Twister? Yeah. Oh, Is well, there's not many Sammy Hagar ones. No Sammy no, Hagar songs. No Sammy Hagar. That yeah. doesn't exist. I was being sarcastic, but I'm like, no, yeah. I can't buy it without that. No. no, no. That'd be awesome, fan. though, if they had the flying cow yeah. level. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it the high. No, no, no. I, f- I don't remember. All right. right. I love okay, so. Uh, it next. Next, next, next email. Um, Mike Carp asks, "I know that you guys are uh, had the exclusive for the Conduit. I know, love that game because uh, first-person shooters are perfect for the Wii. But I noticed that uh, not much has been said about Grinder from High Voltage. Hmm. I want to hear of an update. Also, have they mentioned anything about Conduit Two? Maybe a slight better story. I have not. I was talking to, to Matt about it. I personally haven't talked ago, to the, the High Voltage. Matt was guy. loving it. I yeah. mean, of what he saw, he was super excited. But I don't think we've gotten an update recently. No, not since because, E3. That's because High Voltage loved to." announce all these concepts in order to find a publisher. Right. So what happens That's when right. somebody finds a publisher, a developer finds a publisher to actually finance the project is they're no longer in charge of the PR for that right. game, so they're going to go dark and they're not going to tell you until the publisher's And ready. that's kind of like what happened with the Conduit. Mm-hmm. Like when Sega signed on to be the publisher, boom, radio silence. We couldn't, yeah. we couldn't talk about anything until Sega gave us the approval to do it. Yeah, They have marketing which, plans and all that, very specific. Which, which sounds, I mean, uh, the, you may complain about it, but in a way it's like you have to be careful that you don't overexpose a title too early because because by the time the game comes out, maybe people are no longer talking about it because the exciting things are not yet. Yeah, Duke, <laughs> Duke Nukem still very excited. 
So uh, the last time we saw the uh, the grinder was at E3, and it looked good. But mm-hmm. it, you know, it's a house th- or not house of dead. Uh, it's left for dead, mm-hmm. um, but on the Wii. And um, the, the, I should give those guys a call and find the, out because I don't think it's signed up for anything. Left for dead on the Wii would get be a update. great thing with voice chat. <laughs> well, the conduit had voice chat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Update for the next podcast. Great. Conduit two. Don't yeah. hold your breath. Is the second yeah. part of that question. Mm-hmm. We'll. I'll, I'll get on that. I I should give those guys a call because I don't think conduit two conduit one sold. No, well enough to ever have a but they have the technology. They can make it easy. They can make a game. Mm-hmm. Easy. We have the technology. We so have. Russ Dickinson asks, "Hey, Craig and Company. Wow, it's the first time I've been so addressed. Famous. I know. Craig got all flush. Oh, blushing here. Um, how big a departure do you think that the new Zelda will be from similar 3D Zelda games over the past 10 years? Mm-hmm. What do you think the that Motion Plus will be used for besides for besides the obvious sword, uh, sword play and archery? So. I think this one is going to be a departure. Just from the way Aonuma, everybody's talking, it sounds like they are departing. Yeah. Um, I hope it is what we th- what we're hoping it is, <laughs> because sometimes departures can be pretty shocking. You well, know. We said it's not going to be the same structure. Yep. That's a pretty significant departure mm-hmm. as it is. I am. He personally... loves the targeting. Yeah. System of the uh, what's it called? Archery. Link's, Link's um, target practice. Uh, yeah. Whatever it is. Oh yeah. So I'm just hoping that it isn't just a Zelda fight, sword fighting game where it actually does have kind of like the puzzle solving and anything. That's my only worry, that it will skew towards being the sword game mm-hmm. but not being Zelda, you know? Right. Um, but I, I do think this one is going to be really different because uh, I think we all experience the same fatigue with Zelda where Twilight Princess in itself is a really, really great game, but it just feels so familiar, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything you do in that game feels like you've done it before in in some of the previous games and it didn't have that crazy hook like Majora's Mask to to feel fresh. I don't and know if this whole turning into wolf thing was a pretty good hook but then again yeah. Okami did it a year before yeah, so but, it was uh, but, but Majora's Mask had the masks in it yeah. so it wasn't that uni- unique. Yeah. You you swam before you rolled around <laughs> you, you know like you had the limitation where you were stuck in the form as the little Deku guy the yeah. scrub guy Um you had that. So it was kind of like a hodgepodge of all the games. That said, the, I mean, Twilight Princess is a great game, but I feel like I want to be shocked with something that's like Wind Waker where, you know, the presentation is shocked, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, is, is shockingly changed, but on the gameplay level. Where, but how yeah. much can they change it without losing what we like about it? Look you know? at, I mean, Zelda 2, lots of people criticize it, but it brought in leveling up and all that stuff. I would love to see that where you can actually, you know, level up or, you know, do something with the weapons where you can get lots of different weapons. or Borderlands. Something. <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping Wii Motion Plus is yeah, not going to be good. that big of a deal in it. Like I, I just don't know. I no, don't really want to see them do that much with it. I, I think that's going to be the focus, though. <laughs> I, I do know, think like it will be Wii Motion Fortunately, you're, yeah. you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. But and it could be with flying or something like that. See, that's what I think the big innovation is going to be. Is you're going to be in the air doing stuff. Ride a dragon. And it's going to be, you know, you're, you're positioning the controller like you did in Wii Sports Resorts to fly around. Link well, looked out. Other you know, than... they said the other day, you know, I, I, Anubis said, I, I, we did the boat, we did the train, and he said, my kid asked, when are you going to do planes? And, uh-huh. and he said, oh... He, steampunk. Like, he's being very Zelda goes steampunk. You, you heard it here first. They already yeah. did that in Spirit Tracks. There's that's, tanks in that's it. That's true. That's true. And steam trains. But yeah, yeah. There, there's tanks in it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, oh, how so many bad those, Zelda games does Nintendo make? Yeah. Um, no, they haven't. Uh, so, uh, Lewis Platman asks, uh, the attach rate for the Wii is far lower than any other console, with m- most being satisfied with Wii Sports and maybe Carnival Games displaying a massive lack of interest in games. 
Hmm. I'm trying to f- figure out what his point is. Yeah, it's I'd a, love to know, too. Uh, presumably for its next console, Nintendo will be targeting this demographic with an entry-level price and accessible controls. But my question to you is, do you expect it to be anywhere near as successful as the Wii, considering the hardcore, like him, um, have already jumped ship and the audience uh, remains... The audience which reads... I think he's asking the same type of... We already were talking about Wii, I mean... Yeah. And what the next thing... I think he's saying, do they just want to appeal to the new audience well, again? Or? For, first remains. of all, is it remains? Well, I'll, I'll probably Nintendo have gone see now by the next generation. Number one, if they're going to change at all, like they need competition that you know is going to take away from their game sales, and that's just not even happening. Yeah. No. it's. I mean, it's a. The attach rate doesn't mean anything. They're selling so many. They're making money hand over fist. Well, right, has, but the thing is that you you also want to sell games for the third parties. I mean, Nintendo's mm-hmm. making games not just for them, but also for. I think Nintendo's always hated third parties. From the NES days, where they forced them into all these ridiculous so, rules. Yeah. And, I mean, a- attach rate is really care. starting to get meaningless nowadays. One. There's a pack-in with a Wii, so right. there's an advantage uh, that you're not seeing with a Wii. Mm-hmm. Two, they're selling Wii Play, which is a controller with yeah. this pack-in, so that kind of upsets the balance. Yeah. But three, downloadable awesome content. I mean, think about how easy it is to get a quick game on 360 downloaded to your machine, and there is a lot of games uh, that you can that you get access to. So attach rate is not the right thing to look at. I do think Nintendo has a problem when it comes to total playtime. Uh, I do think that a lot of people buy the Wii and then get bored with some of the titles over time and don't feel the need to actually discover new games or buy new games. And I think that's just a, an effect of the audience. So it's a broader audience. You know, they're not the same guys um, that used to buy a new game every week uh, in the in the old days. But um, I don't think consumers have very long memories. Uh, look at the PlayStation 2. Huge success. The PlayStation 3 is not at this point. Um, it's getting there, though. Every, well, I, I mean, it's growing. It does well in, in Japan. But I, I don't think you can ever say count people out like nintendo could be releasing a, a crazy different machine and people who didn't play the wii will yeah. will check it out yeah, yeah i mean actually yeah. if you look at what happened with nintendo they actually turned themselves around well at least with the release of the console as fast as humanly possible mm-hmm. at that time mm-hmm. like <laughs> if they didn't have that idea and it didn't hit it would have taken another like who knows how long true but it just turned on a dime and, and microsoft and sony just worked like huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like and ea and everyone who makes games even were like whoa yeah. they nailed it like yeah. we need to get on the ball and go back in time like you know i'm sure everybody has a uh, hot top that can travel in back in time with to actually ask somebody uh, six years ago and say hey what if somebody released a portable PlayStation 2 with an awesome screen would you go crazy over it and everybody yeah. would have said I'm going to buy that thing <laughs> and, and you know, know, here we are with the PSP yeah. not not actually doing that well yep. so uh, the, he also goes in and he says by the way love all the new guests and he says, I have to say this, uh, he thinks that uh, Craig is the best podcast host at IGN. You know what? Somebody should go to Craig's Wikipedia page and change that. Make sure yeah, that it says best podcast host. But thank you. I appreciate the compliment. I rarely get them. Uh, <laughs> you guys hear this? Craig, come on. You also have, <laughs> right a, you have I'm talking the least to the hair of any editor I know. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay, um, so actually, we're, sweetheart. we are um, past the one hour mark. I, I see you getting a little anxious over there looking at your Blackberry and no. probably have another what? meeting. I've been paying attention. I was worried I had a meeting. Uh, but so, I don't. Hey, if you want to chat about Metroid, for I'm here. Uh-huh. Do you guys have meetings? Uh, you want I, I don't know. I'm ignoring. Pair right always now, has. Yeah. Is there a question about Metroid that we can? Uh, I got voice chat questions. I've got the Nexus. Zelda. I've got one. What is Retro Studios up to? Uh, yeah, new no idea. Uh, last we knew, they actually have shifted focus off of Metroid. There was a rumor that they were doing the next Zelda for a while. Well, last we which, knew, they, they got rid of a bunch of people. Yeah, and that well, they did get rid of some of the core team but so did the, you guys hear that metroid prime trilogy went out of print 
No, I didn't. It did? Yeah, that was news over the weekend. It went out of print. It's not available new anymore. And Nintendo already commented on it. Which one? Metroid Prime Trilogy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah, There was a question about that. It's a limited edition, so that makes sense. Yes, there was a question I was asking about that. So what's the official word? The official word is that it's it's not being shipped anymore. Yeah, well, it makes sense. So it's in warehouses. You have to have a a certain... You can't get it on Amazon. It's okay. You can download it on Wii 2.0. That's right. Um, We'll we'll close this out with this question. Um, If and when Nintendo brings out a, a DSi virtual console which consoles do you think should be on there and then also uh what are some of your top five games that you want to revisit on the wii virtual console so first of all i think the dsi should allow you to download game boy advance games <laughs> totally <laughs> because i already missed them yeah um yeah and then i have super nes i mean just think of all the all the classics on the super nes that you want to play on the platform um i've, I've i'm kind of nes i want played i, I feel like i've played everything from the nes on the wii now um, so. Well, I wrote an editorial about because um, I, I have a feeling that Nintendo wants to have the virtual console on the console, mm-hmm. and if the DSi was going to have something similar, it would be Hand to bring health. back handheld stuff. So, like they yeah. have a whole legacy of uh, Game Boy Black and White stuff that they can bring out for like two bucks a pop. Mm. You know, Game Boy Color, Game it'll, Boy Advance. It'll be ten. There's <laughs> the Game Gear. You got the Turbo. Uh, uh, you got the Neo Geo Pot Color. Totally. Yeah, I mean, come on. There's a there's a ton of things out that, there. That's true. That would make a lot of sense. I just I have a soft spot for the Super NES. So I want it everywhere I go yeah. and be able to play it. Yeah, I mean, uh, but they are not going to be able to do N64 and that no. kind of stuff simply because. Well, of the even even the Super stick. Nintendo would be kind of tough. I mean, you can emulate it, but the screen resolution isn't the same. I think it's lower than what they're doing on. So you're going to lose out on like scan lines if you mm. if you put it on the DSi screen. Hmm. That makes sense, actually. Like, I don't I think Star Fox Two. How cool would that be? Yeah, yeah um, just the unreleased. Dude, let's talk. I to mean, Dylan the ROM Cuthbert, is around, man. so I already talked to Dylan Cuthbert about yeah. the, about Star Fox. He's like, yeah, it's done. I don't. It's in their archives. It. Yeah, it's it just is. sitting around. Dylan had released so uh, like, Pixel Junk NES. Shooters last, by the yeah. way. If you guys don't know, do a barrel roll. <laughs> um, but no, just to that point, you sh- I think you should focus on stuff like the SNES because as cool as I agree with you too on the other like whatever you want to do Game Gear and mm-hmm. things like that. Because where else are you going to put those? Agreed. But yeah. like Paris says, I want to take stuff on the road, and I talk to tons of iPhone people too that are like, man, I want to get. Um, there's like people are looking at emulation programs, and um, there's also Brennan, uh, one of our video guys, found it's like 250, 300 bucks. It is an emulation system. So if you own the games, oh, of it, course... Oh, is it GP32? I think that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It was like 300 bucks, and you can take all of these games oh, on yeah. the road and handheld, and it's awesome. For what so, system? For Super it's just, No, it's no. a handheld. It's, it's just a handheld, handheld, and it'll emulate it's all kinds of old games. It's a Korean handheld that just... It's like, I think it's Linux-based, so like mm, they yeah. can make all sorts of emulators for this thing. But that being said, it's super exciting to think about taking all those games like to yeah. the movie theater with you while you totally, sit there yeah. and wait for Avatar. The, and I mean, the one thing... Do that with the next DS. What kind of killed the virtual console for me is just the cost of the games. Like I feel, you know, by comparison, what you're getting with iPhone games nowadays, yeah. it it yeah. they do feel that like they're pr- priced way too high. Yeah, well, they should have a fire sale. Yeah. You well, know? here's like, Xbox Live does. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem with that though. Um, what what drives up the cost um is you know it's not just greed. It's also <laughs> um the ESRB charging. They they charge for these downloads six hundred bucks a pop just to get the ESRB rating. And like back in the day, you know, there might you know in, it was midway through the Super Nintendo where they had like oh the KA and they had M and stuff like that. But if you have to you have to get a re um, mm-hmm. you have to get it re uh, rated, right. and you have to pay six hundred bucks just to get it re rated. Oh, yeah, I, I so think, I think Nintendo can handle this. Oh, I know, but what third parties game. though are yeah. having problems with that? Mm-hmm. It's like you know they have to pay six hundred bucks, so it's already a loss for them to bring it out because mm-hmm. they had to get it. They have to get it rated. No, it makes yeah. sense. So are we ending this? We are ending this. Can Why do you have the, a meeting? No, I just wanted to make sure we do the. Follow us on iTunes and make sure to review us there. Right. Check us out on um, Twitter slash IGN.com. Right. Check us out on Facebook.com Facebook. slash IGN. Right. 
And, Any other um, p- pitches you got there? Nope. Cool. All right. Thanks, Sam, Hare, Brand. I'm Craig, and we'll see you next week. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.